We begin with the letter A. A is for... M is for murder. E is for... Danger! And, uh... Dodge. With... Monster. Help! Love me and be... Please! Help! Yeah. Welcome back to another episode of the Is4 podcast. This is the season four finale. And I am Danger, and that is Sarge, and that is Monster. Hi, say hi, Sarge. Hey, guys. <laughs> say hi, Monster. Hi. <laughs> so, just going to let you all we know. We finally broke them. We <laughs> finally broke them. Just going to let you all know our ADD is on high alert, and there may be a little alcohol involved. But, you know, we're here. <laughs> so, hey. I party hard with soft drinks. Sure. Okay. All right, so on this last episode of the Is4 podcast, last episode of season four, not the final episode. I, I don't think... I mean, Big announcement, folks. We didn't have this conversation <laughs> yet, guys. We're going to be talking Z is for Zack Snyder. And why for Zack Snyder? Because there's not a whole lot of things that start with Z that aren't in zombie. <laughs> and so here we are. Because we're at the bottom of the damn barrel, so we picked Zack Snyder. There you go. But we, when we started planning like season five, we just had ideas coming out. Like Monster is going to talk about Roland Emmerich, his favorite director, and <laughs> and he's going to talk about Independence Day. When you thought of Zack Snyder as our topic tonight, I thought of the Mount Rushmore of stupid, shitty directors. Here you go. You ready? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Roland Emmerich, David Ellis, Michael Bay, and Zack Snyder. Okay, I'm okay. not going to disagree okay. with you. I mean, you know, okay. I've already say. I mean, now I w- if you if you'd have been like like Jerry Brockheimer, I would have, no. I would have had a problem. I would have had a problem. But there's a difference between good directors who put out a couple of schlocky, shitty films, and shitty directors that got lucky once or twice. There's there's a difference. <laughs> so I will say that Zack Snyder has more movies that I enjoy. Than any of the rest of them, but that's not <laughs> okay, saying a whatever. lot. That's not saying a lot. I, I don't enjoy all of his things. In fact, most of them no. I don't. But we're going to talk Zack Snyder tonight. So I feel like we got Monster's opinion. <laughs> well, no. Okay. So there's one Zack Snyder film I really, really like. And then there's a couple that I think are dog turds. But if I'm being honest, I have not seen a ton of his movies and know very little bit about the man himself. Well, we're going to learn about him tonight. Yeah. And there is one film in particular, and I'm sure we'll get to it, that I am a genuine fan of. All right. Sarge, what uh, what is your overall opinion of Mr. Snyder? Or we're going to call him Zach because we're on Z. So, yes, I think he's a massive douche. Okay, cool. But like. A douche as a person <laughs> or a douche as in like a filmmaker? Yeah, uh, just, just just as a filmmaker, right? Your goal as a filmmaker is to make, to keep likable characters likable and unlikable characters unlikable, right? That's the point. And depending on the feel of the movie, like, like for example, uh, we'll say Joker, right? You're not supposed to like the Joker. No, You're not. Like, in, just in the movie, the Joker. But you do because you learn to sympathize with them by the end of the movie. And that is the main point of the movie. Get into his mind. But when you're no. watching 
It's because we're just all grouchy 30-something white men. We automatically gravitate towards the Joker. <laughs> but like when I'm you're watching like you're the <laughs> like when you're watching the original Batman, right? Batman is a likable character. Jack Nicholson's Joker is not a likable character. He's quirky and you're like, "Okay, I get it." But at the end he's still the villain in the movie. And Zack Snyder in some of his films, that's all he seems to do is he makes the likable characters unlikable and focuses on the unlikable characters to try to make it more you get sympathized with them more and i don't like that okay. and he does that in almost all of his movies okay i mean sure i don't think so but at the same time like he didn't make me like superman more that's just me personally yeah and and also let's be honest here when we pick topics for this show uh, oftentimes we pick topics that we find interesting or we think would make for a good conversation, not necessarily because we're undying fanboys. So I True. think Danger will admit that just because he brought Zack Snyder to the table, he's not like a Zack Snyder sympathizer. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> thank you for putting that out there and thank you for getting that. Yes. Monster. I, I am not a Z- Zack Snyder sympathizer. I uh, think that Zack Snyder is uh, overblown blowhard. Mm, um, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do think that just as, uh, you know, we have talked about before and different forms, a uh, anybody can put out lots of good things and then put out a turd. Like, you know, I know that we've talked about in Tarantino episodes. Tarantino is a great director, but he put out Jackie Brown, which was his turd. And, you know, Zack Snyder puts out more turds than gold, but I think he's put out a few things that are good. I think he's put out more things that are bad, but I am not a fan look, by any means, and I'm not going to defend e- the man. Even Ray Charles hits the right key occasionally. Okay. Ray Charles was good. I like Ray Charles. He, Ray Charles is great, but I'm just stating as a fact, you know, you're going to be shitting out turds the entire time. You're at least going to poop out one that's decent. And Stevie Wonder wasn't actually blind, but I will say, as we've talked about this, Now that I'm thinking about it, there's one more Zack Snyder film that I won't say that I'm a fan of, but I will say I have revisited several times wanting to be a fan of. And I think you'll bring that film up, too. And when we get there, I will I will have some things to say. Yeah, I'm going to hit on several of his movies over this conversation, obviously. But, you know, let's go ahead and dive into uh, to Zack Snyder's. Rundown. I'm not going to say dive into Zack Snyder because I mm. pulled out. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, so we must start at the beginning. Great place to start. Yeah. Usually, yeah. Good, good stories start there, but Zack Snyder isn't a good story. But anyway, he was born March 1st, 1966. He was born in Green Bay, Wisconsin, but then raised in Riverside, Connecticut. His mother, Marsha Manley, who was a painter and photographer, his father, Charles Edward Snyder, was an executive recruiter. I could not find what he was recruiter for. Was it a job uh, like a, a, a temp agency or <laughs> um, or the military? I don't know. But I assume when it just says recruiter, they do refer to the military. Correct, Sarge? Uh, no, there's other recruiters out there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, there's business recruiters. Like when a when a well, we'll say like a bank wants to go out and 
you know, poach people. They they have recruiters that actively do that. Sure, sure. Zach attended Camp Ottawana in Harrison, Maine. Camp Ottawana, we hold you in our hearts. Okay, sorry. When we think about you, it makes us wanna. All right, you guys missed the key there. Get it right or pay the price. Right, yeah. We turned the kids on to um, salute your shorts recently, and uh, it was oh, uh, good call. Yeah, Paul. By turned it, them onto, I mean, we turned it on TV, and they said they didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> this isn't Bluey. So when he was at Camp Alatana, he went and saw <laughs> Star Wars, and that's the movie that made him want to become a filmmaker. Too bad I didn't make him a good filmmaker. Why is it that Star Wars is the cause of and solution to most of life's problems? <laughs> I don't think it's the solution to all or most of. I would say some of, and usually it's a debate about what happened in Star Wars. So, all right. He studied painting in high school and uh, um, then went on to study at the Heatherly Fine Arts School in England. And he had already begun making films. And uh, I actually watched an interview with him where he talked about in uh, middle school and high school, he and his friends would make short films with like a project film every year. And it was like a feature length film. And he said that there was no slow motion in any of those. (laughs) So after he went on to the art center college for design in Pasadena, Florida, and he graduated with a BFA in 1989, he currently lives in Pasadena with his second wife, who I don't know how I feel about this, but she, Deborah is a producer on all of his movies. Every one of them. No, there's no favoritism there. Right. None. Right. They met in 96, began dating in 2002, and got married September 25th, 2004. Now, in 2003, he actually turned down directing SWAT because he couldn't make it rated R. I don't think him directing SWAT would have made it any better than it was because it really wasn't a good movie already. So, Are we talking about the one with Colin Farrell and Samuel L. Jackson? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, it's better than the remake they did, which was what? SWAT Under Fire or whatever the hell it was called was, was the second one. I, was that direct but, to video? Because I don't remember that. I don't remember. But the original SWAT movie, I, it was good because it's, it, it was good in the sense that it rebooted the old SWAT franchise, which I didn't the movie it was a then, I just thought it was a yeah. So movie. no, so the, the the there was a show called SWAT. Yep. Okay. Right back in the day, like I remember, my grandparents used to watch it. My dad used to watch it. I watched it with my with my grandparents when I'd stay over there. It was it was a pretty decent show. And then they made the movie with Samuel Jackson, Colin Farrell, uh, Michelle Rodriguez, LL Cool J. What um, does LL Cool J stand for? I'll give either, either one of you. Ladies five. love Cool J. I didn't get it all out that I was going to give you five bucks if you could tell me. So I'm not giving you anything. Go on, Sarge. Oh, that no, yo, you Venmo me five dollars. So while the movie wasn't great, it wasn't bad, but it did reboot the series franchise into the future, which has um. The same list of characters, but just tweaked differently. Yeah. yeah. So, and it, it, to me, it's a decent show nowadays, but yeah, the movie, not great, but like, I wouldn't leave the movie theater because it was bad. I wouldn't leave it. I've seen it. 
and it like I didn't see it in the theater, so I also didn't pay for it, and that means I gave my time to watch the movie, which you know, say what you will. But all right, so in two thousand four, March of two thousand four, I think this is one of the movies that you were talking about. Monster Dawn of the Dead came out. His remake of Dawn of the Dead. Now, this was the first Zack Snyder movie that I saw. Now, this was his first feature-length film that came out, from what I could find. And I actually went and saw this in theaters with an ex-girlfriend and a friend of mine, Monster. As our resident creature feature, what was your opinions on the remake of Dawn of the Dead? I know you went to the mall when you were a kid, the, the where the original <laughs> yeah. was filmed. Okay, so super, super long story short. Uh, as everybody knows, I'm a huge horror movie fan. And Dawn of the Dead is the original from 1978 is one of the first horror films I ever saw when I was a kid because my dad grew up in the area that the film was made in. And I I loved it. I fell in love with the genre from then on. Uh, and as Danger said, Monroeville Mall, where the original Dawn of the Dead was filmed, I did visit and bought a zombie board game, which I'm kind of proud of. I'm a little weary when it comes to remakes. And when I saw they were remaking Dawn of the Dead, a film that was really important to me, I was a little bit weary. But I can honestly say I've seen it several times and I think it's really, really good. Now, there's this debate between what should zombies be? Should they be shambling, slow, brain-dead creatures? Or should they be super fast, aggressive monsters? Personally, I like mine slow and shambling. But Zack Snyder is a in-your-face action kind of guy. So I get why he made them fast. Yeah, And I think it serves the film fairly well. I think when it comes to horror remakes, this is in the upper tier of those i like it a lot i've revisited it several times i did see it in the, the theaters i i want to say more than once two or three times the cast is great i think the set is great i i like the homages to the original throughout i sincerely believe this is probably one of his better films but it's also written by james gunn which it's important to acknowledge that too, because he is a brilliant filmmaker. Right. Uh, but no, this this is the one that I'm a big fan of. And and then I do have one more I like that I want to talk about. But yes, you are correct. I do genuinely enjoy this film. So I also like Dawn of the Dead. Sarge, do you have an opinion of his remake of Dawn of the Dead? Never saw it. Okay. it's Oh it's, man, you're, you're missing out. Okay, hold on. Let me pump, pump, pump the brakes, princess. Okay. Okay. What 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 year was this remake done? Two thousand four. Okay, when did it come out in two thousand and four? March. I was deployed. Well, thank you for your service. It's been nineteen years. You could get around to watching it. Yeah, you got around to seeing SWAT. <laughs> <laughs> so before Dawn of the Dead, he actually directed a commercial <laughs> for Subaru WRX, and he used that commercial in the movie. And then also in 2004, we were talking about special treatment, nepotism. I forget the word that you use, Sarge, but nepotism, nepotism. Okay. He and his wife, Deborah, went and founded a production company called the Stone Quarry with their producing partner, Wesley Culler, who is on most of his films. So now you've got a guy whose spouse is his, produ his production partner 
and they have their own production company, he's unstoppable at this point. Like, he really set himself up for a career, but it's not a career that a lot of people want. Well, okay. So, as someone who is, you know, a musician and in kind of sort of in the music industry, it's smart to be a person that is focused on one particular aspect, but have your fingers in all the other ongoings of the process. So, as the director, that's one credit. But if he's the director, the executive producer, the manager of the production team, the spouse of the editor, like all of those. He's also catering director and I don't makeup director. I'm just saying the more (laughs) positions you hold on a film, just like on a record or a TV show, you get the more more money. Exactly. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to hate on him for the hustle. I'm going to hate on him for the art that he produces, but not for getting after the dollar. I'm that's that's kudos to that. All right. So his next movie came out in 2006. It was adapted from a Frank Miller comic. Do you know the name of it? Anybody? Watchmen? 2006? Yeah, it was 300. 300. Yeah, I was going to say 300. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So wait, that was Zack Snyder. That was yeah. Snyder. He did the first that one. Is Somebody the... else did the, the second one. I haven't even seen the sure. second one. Mararu? I don't know. Naomi Mararu? Whatever. Yeah. It's not worth watching. I haven't got it. Yes, it is. Is it? Oh, that, I'd love, I love that one better than I like the original 300. Really? It is. Really? Oh, it, because like with the original 300, it was a lot of backstory. It was a lot of... God while forbid the action... they tell us why they're there. Hold on a second. So like... I didn't mind the original 300 because it had a lot of it had a lot of history behind it. And I'm a big history guy, so I like I like reading. It was accurate to a degree, so I really did enjoy that Zack Snyder film. But when I watched Rise of 300, not only did it give you backstory, but it gave you a lot of action while giving you the backstory. And the way it was filmed was like like if if they played epic montage music through the whole thing. And had no freaking words whatsoever. It would still be awesome to watch. I, so. you know, I don't have anything against Three Hundred. It wasn't my favorite movie. I thought it was fine. This was um, really, I want to say at the beginning, but it was kind of at you know the first peak of just adapting comic book movies and stuff. You know, this was uh, I, I forget was it? Yeah, it was around this time that Sin City came out, which is also Frank Miller. Great and, movie. Oh yeah, Sin City was great. Yeah, I, I okay, so full disclosure, I will say that I absolutely thoroughly enjoy 300 as well. I think for some reason I thought that was actually directed by Frank Miller. I I was unaware that that was a Zack Snyder film. I will I will give him kudos to that one. Story-wise, whatever, but visually and performance-wise, that's yeah, that's a really good movie. I yeah, think Frank, sure. I think Frank Miller was a producer on that one. I think he was on set the whole time. Yeah, I don't know why I assumed he he directed it. I don't, I don't know, but I no, three hundred great. I like that one. I know that he was also a producer on Sin City, and then went on to direct a movie called The Spirit, which was filmed a lot in the yeah, same way yeah. with Samuel Jackson. Wasn't as good. Yes. By any means. I, Have you seen it? Not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I went to the theaters and saw it because of the hype from Sin City. Which and is pretty much what every dollar it got was for. Yeah, I mean, um, and 
it was fun to look at, but no, it was not a great movie. No, I agree. I think what Sim City had going for it that the spirit did not is the cast of characters in Sin City was outside their norm to to a degree. For example, um Bruce Willis's character as a as a dying cop, essentially. Well, while well, he's plays a cop in a lot of his movies. I mean, the way he portrayed that character was phenomenal. And then uh what's his name? Oh my god. Mickey Rourke. One of oh, yeah. the best Mickey Rourke starring shows I, I have seen. And he he was on par, if not sometimes better than Bruce Willis in some of the scenes. But I mean, let's the, not were they in a scene together in the entire movie, except for like it passing by each other in a bar? Yeah, no, and that that's my point. Yeah. Like I walked in, I walked, I started watching it. I didn't go to the movies and saw it. I saw it while I was deployed. So I like walked past it and I saw, you know, Bruce Willis, and I'm a big Bruce Willis fan. So I was like, oh sweet, a Bruce Willis movie. And I saw the way it was done, and I was like, well, when I, you know, when I come back inside, I'll sit down and I watch it. And I come back inside, and all of a sudden, it's nothing but Mickey Rourke. Filmed in the exact same style. I was like, oh shit, maybe it's a Mickey Work film. It's an everybody. So I started film. watching it. It's an everybody film, and it was right. great. So we're not here to talk about Sin City, even though we've kind of gotten off on a Sin City tangent <laughs> because we think Sin City is a better movie. But do you know what movie he was considered to direct also that came out in 2006? And I've talked about in the past that somebody being considered for a role means nothing to me. Because sure. I've considered lots of people for lots of things, and they haven't done it, <laughs> mainly because I don't know them. But he was considered for X-Men Last Stand, which would have been interesting, but I don't think it would have been... I mean, I wasn't a fan of the movie already, so... But then in 2009, his other movie that I did thoroughly enjoy, I've seen it several times, I own it, March 2009, Watchmen came out. And I really enjoyed Watchmen. And I think part of it was because I really enjoyed the graphic novel and it's pretty much except for a few parts it's pretty much a step by step of the of the graphic novel except for the very end but the very end makes sense for why they would do that on on a a movie instead of i, I think in the comic uh giant squids fall from the sky which doesn't make sense for a movie <laughs> i know i've seen it once or twice and it's one that I, I have meant to go back and revisit over the years, and I just I just haven't. I remember sort of being confused the first time I saw it because I think I was expecting more of a quote unquote superhero movie, and that's yeah. not really what it is. No. It's a little no. bit more of a film noir with really cool special effects. Yeah, and yeah. if you're if you don't know what you're walking into and you expect one thing and get another, it can be a little bit of a Oh, you know, kind of throw you off. Yeah. Yep. So I, I really should go back and revisit it. I think I would like it more knowing that now. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't catch my attention fully. Oh, mainly because, you know, I didn't grow up in those, in, you know, reading those comics, right? Reading those graphic novels, we'll call them comics, graphic novels, whatever. Don't be mad. Well, no, um, I, I, I always see a comic as like a one individual issue. I see a graphic novel as, it was written as a full thing, and that's how it was put out. That's the only difference for me, but I don't get offended between the difference and verbiage there. But go on, Sarge. Okay, so 
it didn't catch me. Like a movie has got to have a song. It's, it's like a song. It's got to have a good hook. Like it, it's got to pull me in in the first 15, 20 minutes or I'm freaking staring at the ceiling bored to death. It's, that's just my attention span, right? I go in thinking something. And then if it's not, I just like, okay, whatever. Um, it didn't pull me in. I watched like clips of it, like bits and pieces of it when I would like zone back in when I wasn't like reading a book or something. So yeah, I can't say it was bad, but I really can't say it was good because I kind of half-assed it. I know quite a few people that really didn't like the movie. I do. I, I do. And I don't think it's a great movie, and I'm not going to recommend the movie to anybody else. Like, hey, go out and watch this now. <laughs> I, it's just, it's a good movie. I do recommend it, but I'm not going to say you should put it on your top list of you know things that you should make a point to go see. I do think it is worth watching, but if you're going to watch it, I also recommend reading the graphic novel just because there are some things that are different in it. But then I also recommend watching the HBO series that came on because it is fantastic. And it's not going to make sense to you if you haven't watched the movie or read the comic. So, all right. He was interested in, but he turned down directing X-Men Origins Wolverine in 2009 because he was working on Watchmen. So that's two Marvel properties that he was... So. So he's been Marvel adjacent for a few years now. <laughs> well, he, so, you know, when uh, I saw an interview where people that were working on the Dawn of the Dead talked about how he on set, it was very clear that he was a horror comic book nerd. And so at this point, you know, DC really wasn't making movies because you had Superman and Batman that stopped coming out, you know, the movies that stopped coming out and what was uh, Batman and Robin was that like 98. So at this point there really was no DC properties being filmed. It was Marvel properties. And so he was trying to get his hands into a Marvel property, but I mean, Watchmen was a DC property, but it's not uh, now, you know, the characters are intertwined with, um, Superman and Batman and all that in the comics, but at this time they weren't. So I think he's just been trying to get in there following um, Watchmen. He went on to direct legend of the guardians, the owls of Gahul. <laughs> Sorry. I had to take a second to try to figure out how what was that. He directed a movie legend of guardians, the owls of Gahul never seen it. It's a movie. I owls. have. <laughs> I did see it. I, okay. It's not good. <laughs> no, but see, this is, this is a place where he produced it, co-wrote it and directed. Oh no, sorry. He produced, co-wrote and directed sucker punch. that came after it in 2011. And he, okay. and, and he, he like had these breaks after these other movies. And then the owl movie came out in 2010 and then he followed sucker punch up. And so the owl movie came out in September Sucker Punch came out in March 2011, so not even a full year later, he followed up with a movie that I'm genuinely a fan of. I actually really enjoy this movie. Which one? Sucker Punch. Okay. Sucker Punch is a movie that I have watched probably five times because I want to love this movie, and I just don't. I like the concept. I like the visuals. I am a Jenna Malone super fan. I think she is phenomenal and should be in more stuff. I just, there's, there's a disconnect though, and I'm not sure what it is, but it just, it does not 
feel like a cohesive film. It feels like a whole bunch of really cool little set pieces that don't connect. And it just visually it's cool. The action's fun, but it just, oh, I want to love it. And I just kind of like it. Okay. That's, that's fair. Have you seen it, Sarge? Sucker Punch? Yeah. No. Okay. I do want to. So the concept. Yeah. So the concept is basically these girls are in a boarding house and every time something bad happens to them. Not just a boarding house, like an abusive boarding house of the 20s. Yeah. 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 So the, the higher ups at this boarding house are obviously. Experimenting and assaulting. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and every time they do one of these horrendous things to one of these girls, they go into this other world. They disassociate, basically. Yeah, and their brain changes it into some mega ultra super battle where they're fighting a giant mech or they're in the trenches of a war, like these huge over-the-top battle sequences that don't amount to shit like i want this to be this huge grandiose adventure but it just like it's all these segmented mental breakdown sections that there's this overarching story about each one has to go into their dream to get this item to do this thing but it just it feels convoluted and it never feels as smooth as it should be i'm not exactly sure what it's missing but I feel like it's just one or two pieces away from being an awesome action movie. It just it just never seals the deal for me. I mean, I kind of I think I know what it might be missing. Podbean.com. Podbean.com. I don't think any of them went to podbean.com slash danger sarge. You got a free month of podcasting. I mean, I don't I don't think that's what they did in their dreams. Maybe they should have. No, I don't think any of them went to podbean.com and if they didn't go to podbean.com, they definitely did not read the recommended terms and conditions. And, you know, oh, evidently this <laughs> has made Monster mad enough to take his shirt off. See, Hot and bothered, bothered, baby. Hot and bothered. So, okay, we we kind of skimmed over it, so I do want to go back. Uh, Sarge, I assume that you haven't seen uh, Bird Guardians. And so, <laughs> uh, so Monster, I'm going to ask you what you thought of the Owls of Gahul. <laughs> I don't remember much. I remember watching it because as I've said before, I'm a huge fan of bloody, gory, nasty horror movies. And then like PG slash PG 13 animated kids movies. Like that's my two favorite genres. So I did see it, but it's, I don't think I saw it more than once and I don't really remember it. But I do remember it being CG owls fighting against the bad spirits. Like it's it's not good. It's no. not just this just this movie plot alone is enough to hate <laughs> Zack Snyder. <laughs> Soren, a young barn owl, is kidnapped by owls of the Saint Aggies, uh, an orphanage where owlets are brainwashed into becoming soldiers. He and his new friends escape to the island of Gahul to assist its noble wise owls who fight the army being created by the wicked rulers of St. Agnes. So at the exact same time, he made a movie 
about girls who go to a boarding house that are brainwashed. No, no. I, oh, that's, God, I hate this guy. Okay, keep going. Okay, so I do, at the end of Sucker Punch, and this isn't a spoiler because it was a bit disconjointed at times, but at the end of Sucker Punch, a girl has, like, is experimented on and has, like, a uh, a pick driven into her skull. I feel like that's what you feel like watching Owls of Gahul is just a pick being driven into your skull. There it's is called just... an ice pick lobotomy. Okay. I felt like it was so, a lobotomy, but I, but, okay, cool. It, it's one of those things where, like, all the stars have a line. Like, these are all things that you really, really enjoy. But it doesn't culminate in in a end product that you're satisfied with, and that's how I feel about Sucker Punch. I like the cast, I like the visuals, I like the story, but for some reason, when the two hours are up, I'm not satisfied. And and like I said, I have gone back and watched this movie so many times because I want to like it. I went out of my way to like track it down on DVD so I could own it, and I've watched it at least five times and i just it's never as good as i want it to be so in 2011 like before 2011 obviously he was uh considered and approached to direct green lantern <laughs> so <laughs> jesus so uh what was already a bad movie he may have been able to make that better if he wasn't putting time into bird guardians and and girl <laughs> boarding houses no, um, he had another future movie to ruin. That was Superman. Yeah, we'll get we'll get there. We'll get there. You you save your your Superman hatred until we get there. Because no, no, I have no hatred for Superman himself. He's a great guy. No, Superman is fine. Wait, is no, Superman he's not. He sucks. Kent a good guy. So anyway, all right. So in 2013, he uh, he put out. No, sorry, sorry. I I skipped. I skipped one. Um. I skipped a note part of it. A summarization, basically, a a quick summarization of Sucker Punch. A better one than we did. So, um, Snyder and Steve Shabuya. um, Yeah, killing it. Killing it. Yep. They directed, uh, wrote directed. um, The movie uh, Sucker Punch is about a young woman in a mental hospital who fantasizes to escape with her fellow inmates. So that's Is that not what I just said? No, but it it's a little more put together. You know, not like Whatever. You're, not like I like monsters better. I right. like monsters. Thank better. you. Thank you. They Sorry. disassociate to escape from trauma. That's yeah. basically Don't we all. what I said. All right. Don't we all? So he went from 2011 to 2013 and then he put out Man of Steel. And it was Ooh. a reboot of the Superman franchise, which I was always a little curious before before diving into this. Was it a full-on reboot, or was it a like extension of Superman Returns with uh, Brandon Routh? Um, for- Brand new, it's, it's a reboot. It's yeah, a yeah. reboot, and I lo- and they had Russell Crowe in it, which he's a phenomenal actor. So you know, had Russell Crowe in it. Who was um, Russell Crowe introduced? With? I remember. Oh yeah, he was Superman's dad, Kal El. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was Kal El. Um, they got uh, Kevin Costner in it, which phenomenal actor he's really good at um, acting like kevin costner yes yes he is uh they introduced <laughs> they introduced everybody to the concept of a person able to play 
the role without the aesthetics attached to him. So Henry Cavill, which uh, fun fact, he actually there's no bodysuit on over that. Like that's no fake abs or CGI anything that is legitimate. His oh yeah, thing. and I I, I appreciate that. I appreciate fit nerd someone that ever. Role. Yes, legit. So that I mean, I think they got that right. I think where they really where he dropped the ball, so to speak, is with the uh, with the the pace of the movie number one. And and number two, like it looks like he tried to take things from different Superman productions and try to squeeze them into his movie. Is is almost what it felt like to me. Like they tried to take stuff from Smallville and put it in there. Try to take stuff from the original Superman movie and put it in there. And they tried to take stuff from Superman two and put it in there. And it's just yeah, it's like, almost no, it's stop. it's almost like he had this world famous character and this huge history of lore that he could pull from and instead of doing a good job he did a really shitty job and blew a bunch of stuff up and called it a movie like i remember going to the theaters being genuinely interested in this and being like wow they blew up everything neat like there's there's no there's nothing here but just explosions i don't i I don't get it. I don't understand. Like, say what you will about the Marvel movies. I don't love all of them, but at least they try to tell a compelling story. I really felt like he was like, hey, look, Superman, and he's fighting big robots. <laughs> Yay. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I, mean, I, I, I fell asleep in the theater when I to go see Man of Steel. <laughs> Thank you. And I've only fallen asleep during two movies. Man of Steel and, and his uh, homemade movie. No, and when I took the girls at like nine thirty to go see a kids movie this summer for the summer series here in town. Whoa, 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 whoa! Which one? The bad guys, which is actually fairly decent. That's a good movie. Yeah. No, I was just exhausted because I didn't sleep the night before. So yeah, fair enough. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. I. I. I like the the idea and concept of Superman. I feel like he's a little Boy Scouty. But, and I feel like for a long time it was like, hey, here's a new problem. Here's a new power, you know, and that's how they just solved a lot of the issues. And I feel like my issues wasn't even with that. Well, no, I I have an issue with quite a few things in the movie, but I mean, okay, so a lot of people were excited for Kevin Costner, and I know you were excited for Kevin Costner, and Kevin Costner needed a little bit of life uh, that he hasn't gotten since Waterworld. And what I do not understand about that movie is Kevin Costner is standing in the middle of like a road with cars and there's a tornado coming and Superman could have gone in there and gotten him and taken him somewhere else before anybody saw anything because he's quick, real quick and saved his dad. But he didn't because Kevin Costner said, no, no, there's dry land somewhere. No, I think, I think you totally missed part of, uh, the series of events that led to that, but we're going to let that slide. I may have been asleep. Um, so what happened is, is they had this big talk about whether the world was ready for Superman or not. I, I do remember In that. the car before the tornado. Yeah. And his that. dad was like, you're not ready. The world's not ready. And the world won't be ready till you're ready. So don't rush out and save me because I broke my ankle trying to save the family dog. Which, okay. So, I mean, 
the so we're gonna listen to Kevin Costner who made the Postman and be like, hey, you know what? You know everything, Dad. Oh, pa, no, no. The world's ready for Superman. As we found out, I think it was like later that week, Superman showed up when he went on to fight the giant robots that Monster was talking about. Yeah. Can we just show a little bit of love to Michael Shannon? Because yeah, Michael he Shannon is cool. a he is an underrated gym. He's one of these guys that's if he's in a huge movie, it's a very small role. But if he's in a small independent movie, he's a big role and he's always good. He's, he's getting, so good. He's getting better roles lately. So, you know. But no, I've got more issues with Man of Steel than just uh, the Kevin Costner aspect of things. I do like how in uh, The Flash, they actually kind of played with Superman some, which was a little bit of entertaining thing. So but I, I love watching, I love watching DC scramble to try to create some sort of Marvel esque universe. Yep. They had no intention on doing that. And they were like, Oh shit. Yeah. Marvel's whooping our butts. We got to figure something out. <laughs> Every, everybody did. So, all right. True. True. At Comic-Con in 2013, he came out and announced that he was uh, announced that Batman and Superman would share the universe for the first time in Superman versus Superman, Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. And then he directed Cavill in that alongside Batfleck or Ben Affleck as Batman. Oh, God, that one was bad. Um, yeah. You know, it would be easier to do an episode of movies that we actually liked with Zack Snyder <laughs> than it would be to go through all these movies and talk about shit we don't like about Zack Snyder. Let, let me give Zack Snyder a little bit of credit here. To make a film starring two of the most popular superheroes in all of American history and make it suck? Good job! Like, that takes some effort. But you know what didn't suck? How they found common ground in their mothers having the same name in that movie. Martha! <laughs> yeah. No, I... No. No. Alright, so then he went on to direct Justice League, which he had to leave because his daughter committed suicide, and uh, he handed the reins over to Joss Whedon. Now, Joss Whedon, who did um, the first and second Avengers movie... He's done a lot of things. Josh Whedon is great when he is great. He is terrible when he's bad. There's no. Monster is calling a timeout yeah. on the play. I see that. Sorry. Uh, rewinding. Let's rewind to play. What? Zack Snyder. What happened? Zack Snyder and his wife, Deborah, <laughs> left production when their daughter, named Autumn, committed suicide. Ooh. Yeah. All right, we're not going to make suicide jokes, so let's no, move on. No, no, not at all, not at all. But how do, do you have any details on that? How old she was? Any reason why? I mean... Um, probably, I don't have details on it because uh, this was a, sure. uh, about Zack Snyder and not Autumn Snyder, but no, I feel no, like I, maybe I, it I was because she didn't feel connected to her parents because they were off producing and, and directing the same movies all the time. Sure, just saying. I understand. Just yeah. saying. Yeah. But all right. I, d I did not know that. That sucks. Yeah, no, it does suck. Um, but hand it over to Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon uh, shit the bed with it. And I think it was partially because he was handed a dog turd and had to put it together. But then also at the same time, he did do a lot of reshoots and rewrites and stuff. And uh, the end product was, was not good. Monster? I, I just, I just, because Joss Whedon is known for 
putting out very quirky but very well made material. Yes. And I just love that you're like, so they pass it on to Josh Wheaton who completely ruined it and it was garbage. <laughs> like And I don't think I don't think Josh Wheaton has recovered from that and I don't think that that's Josh Wheaton's fault. I think No, Josh- I was Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. I don't know that that's Whedon's fault. Um yeah, but but it it just goes to show you that even again, just like the sucker punch thing, even when all the cards are there, when all the stars align, if you don't execute properly, it's still not going to be good. <laughs> right, right. Absolutely. So then in 2009, he went on to put out a movie for Netflix. I don't know if you've seen it, either one of you, Army of the Dead. Now, Monster, yes. uh, real quick, what was your opinion of that movie? Okay, so as a very big fan of the Dawn of the Dead remake, I was looking forward to this. Yes. I like David Batista. I think he's a great actor. I loved him in the Guardians of the Galaxy films. He added a little bit of gravitas to the film itself. But I fall in the same camp as I did with Sucker Punch. I wanted to love it, but it feels long. It feels bloated. There's some cool ideas in this. I I get the idea that Snyder had a lot of fun doing Dawn of the Dead, and he wanted to make his own zombie mythology and everything. But it just, at the end of the day, it's more style over substance. And there's things I like about it. But at the end of the day, it's too long, it's bloated, and if they would have shaved 15, 20 minutes off of it, made it a little bit more up-tempo, I think it could have been really, really good. As it is, it's very middle-of-the-road zombie fodder. It's not great. It's it's a take-it-or-leave-it type show. Honestly, is what it is. Yeah, I I don't think I ever finished it because I was just bored. As a, <laughs> like, when it comes to horror films, zombie films are some of my absolute favorites. And this is very middle of the road. It's not garbage, but it does not even sniff the the upper pantheon of movies of the, like, Night of the Living Dead and the original Dawn of the Dead, like that caliber of zombie film. It wouldn't be in the garbage can, it would be in the recycling bin. It would be sent yeah. to second. It would be sent to a secondhand store. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. All right. So again, I didn't finish it, so I don't have a full opinion on it because I was just bored. So then uh, he went on uh, to uh, produce Army of Dead Projects, Army of Thieves, which I another one for Netflix. Didn't even watch it. It's supposed to be a prequel to it. And then now I, I will say one more thing about army of the dead, just to give him a little bit of credit. I know that I think a lot of it was shot during the COVID years or something. What, what year did it come out? 21. Yeah. No, that came out in 2019. Okay. No, excuse me. It came out in okay. 2020. It came out in 21. He signed on to do uh-huh. it in 19. Yes. So there was a little bit of stuff happening so i know they had to do some reshoots i i originally they had that guy from uh oh what was that show whitney stand-up comedian gosh i'll look his name up here in a minute but 
he was a character in the film. He got in trouble with some allegations. They had to cut his character completely out. I do remember that now. Yes, and they put in a different character. So there were reshoots and all kinds of weird set problems. So I'm willing to give it a little bit of a pass. I feel like it could have been a little bit better under better circumstances, but the final product was just kind of meh. Yeah. So and I'm going to Crystalia. That's his yeah, name. Okay. Crystalia. Yeah. I know you're talking about. Sorry him. about that. Yeah. Is it Dalia or Idiella? I, I don't know. Either way, that guy. That guy. Yeah. Um, all right. So he has said he will come back to close out the, uh, the world of Planet of the Dead as a third part to that. I have no interest in it. In 2020, he announced that uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, after a massive online fan campaign uh, was uh, was put into place, it was released March 2021, and it's much better. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but if you do break it up into parts, it's broken up into chapters already, and it's four hours long. I think it's like four and a half hours long. It's much better. Ouch. It gives you, yeah, there's a version you can see that's in gray. It's called Justice is Gray. It's it, it's a lot better, but it's also still th- this same stuff. It's still Zack Snyder doing Superman and Batman. You know, we got an angry Superman. I, we don't need that. We just don't need an angry, off-the-chain Superman. If you want to see an angry Superman, go watch a movie called Brightburn, which is basically if Superman came to Earth... And then became a dick <laughs> in his teenage years. James Gunn. Yeah, James Gunn. It's a great movie. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. Oh, don't get me started on James Gunn. Okay, but this is an episode about Zack Snyder. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, we'll, we'll revisit that comment later. Yeah. All right, so the reason why in the beginning of this episode, Sarge, I actually uh, wanted to get clarification on why you thought Zack Snyder was a douche was because following his daughter's suicide, Snyder became involved in philanthropic activities. Uh, he directed um, commercials for suicide prevention and mental health awareness. Snyder promoted uh, his uh, this effort on social media, uh, selling clothing and merchandise related to the Snyder Cut and giving proceeds to suicide prevention and mental health awareness. And he raised over $750,000 um, and gave all of it to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention following his daughter's suicide. That's a cool move, in my opinion. He also included a billboard for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention with the message, you are not alone, in his cut of the Justice League, which I thought was cool. Um, the film also has other tributes to his daughter, but you know, I think that's, I, I think that's a cool move, that he... You know, it was like this the huge event in his life rocked him getting this huge movie put out. And so he was like, hey, we're going to take this awful thing that happened and we're going to turn it into something better. So how much money did he donate him personally? I don't know how much money he donated personally. I do. I could not find that number. I saw that he donated some of his own and then he also raised seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. So but I couldn't find how much he donated. And and when we do these episodes about specific people, whether they're a musician, an actor, a director, whatever it may be, we're really talking about the art that they've created, whether or not we're fans and we're not being critical personally. of that. Like, not no. Them 
And and to be honest with you, from what I've seen of Zack Snyder, he seems like a good enough dude. Yeah. I don't particularly like the way he makes films. No. But but that's cool. Like I I as a dad, as all three of us are dads, like those kind of things are really scary to think about. So I, I would you know, props to him for doing that for sure. Yeah. So in July of 2021, he was officially announced to be developing Rebel Moon for Netflix. It will be inspired by Star Wars. It began filming in April of 2022, and it comes out December of this year. It's going to be developed as a two-part movie. Now, I don't know if you guys have seen the trailer for it, but oh. it looks like a Star Wars movie. Just playing out like well, thank god it's set in a star wars timeline well no it's just inspired by star wars and so it looks like an updated star wars i mean it's it doesn't look great now i will probably watch it at some point just because i'm interested in it just to see what it is but i'll probably also get bored and quit watching it like i did his zombie heist movie now you said it is a two-part film yes yeah, and they're developing two movies. It's one big ass movie, and they're breaking it up into two, basically. I at least appreciate the fact that he's not making a ten episode, twelve hour thing. Like, as a creator, I can see why that would be a, you know, an appeal. But as a consumer, I don't have twelve hours. Like, I would much rather have two, four, five hours worth of a product. I, I might give this a look. So I am a fan of the eight, 10 episode series, hour long series, mm -hmm. but not everything needs to be created in that same way. If these are need to be movies, they need to be movies. We don't need all the, the, you know, the extra mm -hmm. I mean, information. There's a recipe for making mini series versus making episodic things like, you know, a mini series would be like, you know, Band of Brothers, uh, The Pacific, right? Stuff like that. That's a mini series. Right. It's, like some stuff can be done in episodic, especially if you're trying to do different perspectives of what you do. And that's what I run. That's the problem I run into with a lot of these is in one episode, one two hour block or one three hour block, we're jumping perspectives. We're not, we're not, there's nothing going to fruition. Like you don't, you don't leave me wanting to come back and see why. There's no cliffhanger at the end of episodes sometimes. And, and even in a segment that has to do with the character. Yeah. Now I understand that. That's why a lot of them I don't watch and only watch ones, you know, and if, if an episode doesn't keep me coming back, I don't come back to it and I'll just drop yeah. a series. So, okay. Now this is something that I'm interested in and I don't know how it's going to play out, but he's developing a King Arthur film and he says it will be a faithful retelling but it is set in the American gold rush era. I don't know how that's going to work. And I don't know if I need that in my life, but that's, uh, that's what he's doing. Cool. Good for you, Mr. Snyder. <laughs> Can we not? No, no, we're, we're getting it because he signed a no look deal with Netflix with Netflix and it's just producing bullshit for them. And they're going to keep putting it out. I no longer have Netflix and I'm okay with that decision in my life. There was a detail that he did put into Superman that I do appreciate. 
and I left it out, but do you know what money they use on Superman's homeworld? Cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on what's a second. This? Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Anyways. Um, what's up? Hey, why why did why did you uh get rid of Yeah, okay. He was in time out. Because he was in timeout. <laughs> That's where the hell he was. He was in timeout. For those of you oh. for for those of you listening, I appreciate you hanging in this long in an episode about Zack Snyder. But just to let you know, Sarge just kicked me out for a minute. I wasn't here. <laughs> and it, it was just I was looking at a computer screen with Sarge and a shirtless monster. And I'm surprised at how long you've gone shirtless now. And okay. Hey, it is it got very hot in the claw office. Get ready, because I might get kicked out too. What does Superman and a blood gang member who lost his gun have in common? The color of their underwear? Neither one of them want to see a kryptonite. Ah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, Sarge, (laughs) please, please continue. I don't have a joke. My daughter told me uh, this kind of joke today. Um, it said, today I asked my phone, Siri, why am I still single? And it activated the front camera. Oh. Wow. Yeah, my daughter shared that with me. Just let you know. Did you hear about the fight between Chuck Norris and Superman? The loser, no. the loser had to wear their underwear on the outside? Yep. So. <laughs> uh. Why doesn't Superman need a boss? Why? He already has supervision. There it is. <laughs> oh, God. Yep. yep. What does Superman have at the top of his stairs? A superhero landing. <laughs> oh. Yeah. All right. I can't say Superman anymore. I'm just... I got one more. What does Superman put in his drink? Justice. Just ice. <laughs> yep. Okay. I'm cool. not going to continue this. Yeah, please All right. finish. All right. I hate myself. If you guys stuck in through that last little bit, I really appreciate it because even I wanted to quit. Thank you for you made listening. it through a whole season. Yeah, thank you for listening to season four of this madhouse, this madness. Keep an ear out. We're going to take a little bit of a break, you know, uh, about a two month break, as we have previously. Keep an ear out for tales from Reddit, for breakdowns for breakfast, and uh, Monster. Are you going to be doing Monsters Midnight Musings? Yeah, yeah, I'll throw a few out there. I'll okay. throw a few out there. All right. So yeah, keep an ear out for all those things, and please uh, don't hesitate to come back and join us next season. If there is something that you would like for us to talk about, please reach out to us on one of our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and not Twitter, X. X. I was going to correct you if you said Twitter. I know. I I have a note to myself written here to not call it Twitter. So please... Uh, shoot us a message on one of those or shoot us an email at a danger and sarge at gmail.com. But thank you for listening. I do appreciate it. You made it through season four. Not many of you have. I think we've actually lost some listeners in Ukraine. <laughs> I, well, I hope, I hope they just quit listening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. I hope they just quit listening and didn't just quit listening to more to than everything to life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. Bye, everybody. Later. Later. It's over. Done. Done.